morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1 Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. mercy and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, whose Son Jesus Christ was wonderfully transfigured before chosen witnesses upon the holy mountain and spoke of the exodus he would accomplish at Jerusalem, give us strength so to hear his voice and bear our cross, that in the world to come we may see him as he is who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for the Transfiguration of our Lord is from Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. And after six days Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. The festival of the Transfiguration of our Lord serves as a wonderful transition from Epiphany to Ash Wednesday and Lent. The manifestation of the God-man at his Epiphany climaxes in majestic glory on Mount Sinai and the Mount of Transfiguration, which looks forward to the greater revelation of the Lord's glory on the cross. That is really to say, then, that the Transfiguration bids us look to three mountains where the Lord's face shines upon us. Christ's 
shining face on the Mount of Transfiguration looks back to God's covenant with Israel at Mount Sinai. One day, Jesus took Peter, James, and John to a high mountain, and he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Moses and Elijah were there with Jesus. Peter, in his eagerness and impulsiveness, says to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. But a cloud and a voice terrified the disciples. Then Jesus touched them. Rise and have no fear. In a dramatic way, all this confirmed Jesus as the Messiah, God's Son. The disciples were to listen to no, no one but him only. And we know the story well. But what is the meaning of the presence of Moses? In our Old Testament reading, our text, 1,500 years before Jesus' transfiguration, Moses had been present at another appearance of the Lord's shining glory at Mount Sinai. On that occasion, God was confirming the covenant he had just made when he gave Israel the Ten Commandments. They would be to him a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And three times Israel then affirmed they would do all the Lord commanded. God's covenant with Israel at Mount Sinai looks forward to Jesus' bloody face on Mount Calvary. Confirming the covenant with Israel required another dramatic act. Blood showered on the people. Bloody sacrifices were the way of God's Old Testament. The way of God's Old Testament covenants. Israel's worship always involved blood. Passover, the ark, tabernacle, temple, the sacrifices. Here the blood was actually thrown onto the people as an act of purification. The new covenant was also inaugurated with blood. Hebrews chapter 9 details the relationship between the old covenant and the new. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. It is Christ who enters the holy place as the high priest, himself being the sacrifice. Now, this sacrifice takes place on the third mountain, Mount Calvary. Unlike at Mount Sinai or the Mount of Transfiguration, here Christ's face doesn't appear glorious. It is drawn and bloody. But that is the real glory of the Lord. God's glory is to save us from our sins and raise us to eternal glory. That's the cross. That's what Mount Sinai pointed to. It's what Jesus, Moses, and Elijah talked about at the Transfiguration. The blood of Mount Calvary is brought forward to us in the divine service so that here we too see Christ's shining face. In the divine service, we participate in the new covenant in the face of Christ and the Holy Trinity, in listening to Christ's word, in receiving the blood of the new covenant, and in the benediction, where we hear, the Lord make his face shine upon you. And more, being in the presence of God's glory need not terrify us. Moses and the elders gathered at Mount Sinai, and God did not lay his hand on the chief of the people of Israel. They beheld God and ate and drank. It is our gracious Christ who touches us and says, Rise 
and have no fear. Following the glorious transfiguration, Jesus leaves the mountain and returns to his ministry in a fallen, sinful, troubled world. He is immediately confronted with a boy who is both sick and possessed. Then he faces jealousy among his disciples, brothers in the church sinning against one another, unforgiving attitudes, family problems with divorce and children, and so many other results of manifest and permeating sin. We leave church, we depart the divine service and heaven on earth, and enter again a sinful and decaying culture. Sin, death, the devil, and this world want nothing to do with the transfigured Christ. Not because he shined white as light, but because he is set to go to Jerusalem and enter into his glory that is his passion and his crucifixion and his resurrection, which we will celebrate on the other side of Lent. The transfiguration prepares us as a transition to Ash Wednesday because of Christ's word of promise that his sacrifice is truly for us and that by his blood we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus once for all. Because he keeps his promises, we will partake in the glory that is the picking up of our cross and following him. We will then partake in the glory that is the resurrection and as Isaiah describes it, on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine. Again, we leave the church. We depart the divine service and heaven on earth and enter again a sinful and decaying culture. The last thing we hear is the pastor's voice speaking that ironic benediction. It is the pastor's voice but what he says comes from the Lord. It is the Lord who is blessing us with a real, effective, heavenly blessing. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. We depart knowing that the Lord's face is truly shining upon us today and throughout the week. Come what may, we leave with comfort, joy, peace, and hope. We respond in song as we sing the closing hymn, or as it is also called, a hymn to depart. As we rise to depart, our Lord's words to his disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration echo once more. Rise and have no fear. Amen. Now by the power of the Holy Spirit, may we rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Amen. Let us pray. Compassionate God, you transfigured your Son, Jesus Christ, before the eyes of your chosen witnesses, and they were overcome by fear. Transfigure us so that we may turn from fear to love and reveal your compassion for all humanity. Through Jesus Christ, the Beloved. Amen. This is Pastor Frank at Redeemer Lutheran Church, and on behalf of our congregation, I would like to take a moment to invite you to find help, hope, home at Redeemer Lutheran Church, and in doing so, find security, identity, and meaning in Christ who loves you. Thank you, and God bless your day.
Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.